Your show's rubbish. smooth indie sound of the d trout spinners i am who am i mars <laughs> is that it i said to mars before the recording because mars likes to introduce it, i said don't say anything or let me let me introduce it so i hope for the, all the audience that was worth it what was it <laughs> yeah, was it let, email in let us know but, um, um, yeah who are you oh i'm mars Pennell. as always you you were gary forrestal and are remaining oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, Miles, I can honestly say this man likes his wine. <laughs> Familiar by now, friends. Friends. <laughs> Gary, I've only, known, I've only known him six years and a half, but he's a friend by now. Yeah, it's been eight years. Where friends, where paths cross, where where one path crosses for one for two people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, actually, think thinking about it, yeah, this is our this is our eighth year. Well, being friends. friends, yeah, yeah. Wow, how are we going to celebrate? Not going to the pub. <laughs> we we never celebrate our anniversary of our friendship because we're not, um, you know, I don't know, ten year old girls. <laughs> I hate those. Um, well, I I actually think guys friends don't really buy each other Christmas birthday presents, don't they? Well, that's interesting you say that, Miles, because <laughs> it was it, Miles had a big birthday this year. We talked about it before he was thirty. And we went to a health spa, obviously. All right. And uh, it, it was good. It was good. Um, I bought him, I paid for half his massage and I bought him a little other gift. But Miles, because he, I told him I bought him a gift, he bought, even though it was nowhere near my birthday, he's never even texted me on my birthday saying happy birthday. <laughs> well, he, probably he has, but not not regularly so he bought me a gift which is quite a nice gift but it was like not my birthday it was like seven years too late but hey. yeah, thanks anyway mate no but it's like valentine's day you, you don't you shouldn't say you love your friends on valentine's day but you should appreciate appreciate them on other days of the yeah appreciate <laughs> um yeah so now this is the d trout spinners if you're new to the show what have you been doing with your life as you've not been listening to this <laughs> can't believe it um we review it's a retrospective of the ricky gervais show that aired on xfm in 2002 3 and 4 and today's episode is episode 15 of series 2 so um we won't go into initial thoughts now. I think, actually, we we had a quick talk. We don't usually do this, but we had a quick talk about it off air. Gary's really stepped up on the on the producing side of things. And he's actually well, done oh, some stuff. Oh, well, if, you, if you're a regular listener, you'll know how, how amazing this is. But I've done a feature. Oh. So I've actually got a feature. I basically, I had to, I'll tell you what I had to do. I went to... I had to I, sit down. I had to think for a bit. And I had to I, write I, something I, down on a bit of vapour. I opened up Google, I typed in three words, I went to the first website that came up, I copied and pasted, and now I'm going to read some of it out, but not not now, but we'll, we'll do that, we'll do that later, but... I can't yeah, wait. We, we've got a feature, um, XFM in the community, where we go, we're not doing it now, but where we go through listener feedback and things like that, so... Thanks for feeding back, and we will read it out on air. Um, but we had a nice email from Sam. Very nice email from Sam. Um, Does Sam have a second name? 
Yeah, uh, well, uh, he does, but I don't want to say it out on it. He might not want it read on air. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe he does. okay. Probably does. Sam Locke. It looks like from this. Um, I can't, I still can't believe our email address is trout.d under at gmail.com. Like our our Twitter. I can't believe we called it. The, the problem is when I set that up. No, you, you, did, you did. No, no. I had no, to be you, consistent with a shit <laughs> Twitter name. You did the right thing because it has to mirror our Twitter. But it's it's some idiot set up our Twitter as yeah. Trout.d. So I don't know who they that is. They're sacked, aren't they? But yeah, Sam's very lo- uh, well, a long email. Uh, very nice. Uh, very kind. And um, how have you been this week, Mars? This week? Oh, mate. I've, I've had... I've had a very good week actually. Yeah. I made uh, I made a katsu curry. Don't want your life story, mate. But <laughs> I made a katsu curry. Yeah. I went for a long walk, and in this park, there's deer, and little ducks, and baby ducks. There's deer. Yeah, a caged deer. Caged deer. Yeah. <laughs> well, caged you know that in a pen, in a in a pen. Right. Pen- in a cage. Are you sure you hadn't? Are you sure they weren't? Are you sure you hadn't wandered into like London Zoo? No. Okay. This is Clear Old Park and Stoke Newington. There's not wild deer, but um, yeah, I know that's that park. They um, have a lot of geese. Yeah, most 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 parks. Yeah. Geese. I was and I was just walking around with a, a beaming smile. I don't know why. It's just the sight of nature and wildlife generally like makes me sort of smile there's su- there's something about miles that makes him um <laughs> it, it makes him feel warm when he sees an animal behind bars and i don't know what it's, it's always been the case it's just it's just one of those things yeah no it's, it has been a good week um it was funny actually because i saw my friend yesterday we did do we had a secret socially distance walk right I know I shouldn't have done still, it. Still breaking the rules, but anyway, we're not. It's not well, sort of. But I have been, I've been hugely, you know, following them until until this point. Anyway, I've, had, I've, I've been around. I've had FLJS around my flat. <laughs> He's been so you... been... <laughs> no, and um, but it's weird how you're sort of like the natural rules of conversation, and like just seeing someone is really weird now. Seeing someone's face is weird. I took it to my mum because my mum's sort of done the same. And it's like, oh, you're a person. I haven't seen a person. I've seen people, obviously. But a friend, obviously, is someone that... Like, talking to you now on Zoom isn't the same as talking to you in real life, is it? No, it's better for me. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer it because I can just shut it off and go... (laughs) No, it's not the same. But it's also not radically different. I don't think it's... Like, obviously, when we meet, we put it well i won't go into details but put it this way we make a day of it but yeah with skype it's kind of you know little bits here and there but um you know i've had skype meetings with people and uh it's become sort of the new normal and it's not for me it's not strange to see a face i know what you mean but because when i go shopping i, I see lots of faces you know they're just faces but they're not people i know but it will be it'll be strange when we can all meet again and do you know what I mean? We can then we then congregate together, and we're in a say a group of five or six. You know mm. that'll be odd. Yeah. No. How has your week been? Yeah, not bad. 
great. That's that. It. Let's move on. Let's <laughs> no, move I, on. I deliberately, um, it, it was. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You know, a lot okay. of on doing essays and things, catching up with stuff. So yeah. Um, what you've been learning great. about this week? You uh, see, Mars does this. He, he asks me. He asks me sometimes, and then. Literally three seconds into my answer, here we go, like a child, like that's that's bored, like having a tantrum. Well, no, was it you were doing what? What? Method, I'm I'm, method. I'm 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 working on an essay that is looking at the um, German Forestry Commission's um, anti-climate change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, could you just make that noise again, Mars? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I get all the time. So anyway, the listeners don't want to hear that. But no, yeah, they don't. I've, I've been, um, I've been okay. It's, it's, it's still very strange a situation. But I think from we're recording this on the eighth of May. I think on the tenth yeah. of May the restrictions will be relaxed. I think both of us. We talked before the show. We both think that's too early. Like I think it's too early, certainly. And and you said you thought it was too early. Don't. Lock, don't come out of lockdown until you're going to open the f- pubs, all right? Yeah. Not interested. I open until Christmas, apparently, so... <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh, God. Oh, but my, it's funny, because with Skype, it's like, if you if you have to meet someone, we have to you have to travel quite far, you know, you have to... It takes a long time. You might be... One person might be a bit late or something. But technically, on Skype, you should be instantaneous. You should It should be... As soon as you've agreed to meet, you should be there. But last week, Mars and I agreed to skype oh, yeah. Not, we didn't record a show but we were just um we we're just writing and we uh like it, we agreed to skype but i think 11 or something and by by like 12 30 i i text him i said i've fallen asleep uh-huh. I says, yeah i i had to i had two i had two um ciders i feel sleepy <laughs> I, we're, we're just terrible we're all, but we're we're Mars, both in our 30s is both in our 30s fact okay so let's move can on you to believe, can you believe actually it's my birthday i was just going to say oh, i don't see going on about it what are you hoping this is present it's the first time i've mentioned it but anyway well i don't want I don't, it's not a good thing but i'm nearly the age of david brent when they they film the office i'm nearly the age of that character that's just so weird to me are you anyway, and, and you're not even like you know the boss of a successful paper merchant no i'm a, I'm the boss of an unsuccessful paper merchant <laughs> we, we need to go and under mate but anyway today's show so what you're going to do your little your little intro now he likes to do that pop in a little intro get that out of the way um okay let's get this ball on the ball rolling ball rolling <laughs> This ball on the road. You're mixing metaphors. Let's get the ball on the show. And uh, this is season two, episode 15, originally broadcast on the 30th of November, 2002. Gary, I always ask you, what were you doing on the 30th of November, 2002? Um, well, I, it's always the same answer at the moment. I was in Birmingham Uni. There we go. Doing one term at Birmingham Uni <laughs> in a shared room. Oh, God, you know how I feel about shared rooms. Oh. And imagine having a shared room that you have to share for the whole year. With I someone. would hate so, to share a room with you, speaking on the person. We, we, have, we have shared a room, and uh, it, it was uh, a flooded room. We Gary's face, when we when we walked into that room, and instead of it being two rooms, it had, it had a sort of curtain, not a curtain, it might as well have been a curtain rail, but it curtain. was like a... So one of those old-fashioned things that you go behind to change, and yeah, you, you use it as a partition wall, 
And Gary's face was like, oh, I've no, never seen your face drop so much. Like, and, and, and just two rooms. My face is always low, so it dropped even further. But no, it was it. I don't. Yeah, I just I don't I don't like sharing a room. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. We actually ended up getting a full refund on that flat and uh, a half a refund on our travel. So, which both of which were nightmarish. The travel was hellish, but we deserved our refund for that. Yeah, totally. But anyway, um, um, so gone. What? So this- in this show, XFM started an advertising campaign for the show, but Carl didn't want to be included, and Ricky explains how jonathan ross sees him as a predatory gay um do if if you are tuning in just now um do, oh it's not live is it of course they're not <laughs> i forgot i forgot you, we're you not live keep, you keep that bit in don't edit. <laughs> um okay I'll so check, i'll be checking that that's still in yeah no you won't you never check the shows after. no but i will check this one <laughs> okay that. so okay um do head over to Podrot and listen to the shows. I'll put links in the description. Listen to the show uh, and then come back and debrief with us after. Yeah, and it will make the experience fuller and richer for it. You could do it two ways. You could listen to um, our show, then listen to the show. Or you could listen to the XFM show and then come and sort of listen for our thoughts. So whatever way around you want to do it. But do rate us um, two stars upwards, please. I'd say three. I'd say four stars upwards. Well, my, if if you let's not go into it again, then we're not going into it again. Well, we got one three star review, and Mars. No, lost. go on about it. I'm he he must it. message me about twelve times. In I'm over it. I'm over it. As I said last episode. So let's let's talk now. People have come back. They've listened to the show. They've enjoyed it. They've not enjoyed it. They've got thoughts and opinions. What are your thoughts and opinions? Your initial my, my uh, initial my initial thoughts. Look, I think it's a good show, but it's it's certainly not one of my favourites. I think that the educating Ricky isn't, and Carl even admits it's it's not that it's not it's not that good. Oh, the and, thing that's not that good. So you've really g'd up. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's, yeah, but I'm I'm honest. So if I if I think no, that that's I'll, a quote from Ricky saying. when he goes, is it no? Carl goes um. I've got some stuff coming up, but it's not that good. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. OK, but um, I think it's, um, yeah, the Educating Ricky. The Educating Ricky, again, and it's this thing where it was pretty much true, I think, what he was saying. So it wasn't that interesting. It wasn't... Well, it, the cat it, out of the bag wasn't. No, I've heard, I have actually heard it's not the cat of nine tails, and it, and it is that. I've, I've heard that because I looked it up, like, years ago after hearing this episode so it's it's ambiguous we don't know what it is but put it this way the stories aren't like weird enough to kind of be that interesting they're kind of they could be true yeah uh, i think it's in, more interesting when an, an alien giving a man a bid cannot be true so <laughs> that's more interesting um i think other than that yeah it's it nothing stands out to me in this episode as kind of one that i would you know deliberately come back to and listen to there's some good quotes in it there's i i think i'm I think the best shows are always when like emotions are, are heightened, you know, you know, like, um, like with this one, you can tell like Carl's a little bit lackluster. He's a bit tired. Um, Ricky's just sort of a bit sort he's a bit sort of samey is a bit sort of like chilled. The best shows are always when like the stakes are higher 
where like the emotions are more intense you know like Carl's been really pissed off maybe Ricky's been pissing him off in the studio beforehand and then that that switchboard comes on and it's 2 p.m and you've got to suddenly you know get in and you're, you're literally being dropped into the center of the action like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's how do you I, know, when we when we used to do hospital radio shows like I used to often come out of the, the studio and go oh that was shit like oh, I wasn't happy with it and and then um then you'd go no it's all right and when you listen again it's different yeah but that's, think... that's what this episode made me think of because i was like there's always good there's always good things that come from each episode but yeah you're you're right i, I think i agree with you that this isn't my favorite and um there there's are nothing bits that, that stands I... out really is there there's nothing that grabs you like there's a there, i love i do love um like because we we've quoted this to each other quite a lot so this is a brilliant quote carl's mum's rock buster of this man liked his wine which i yeah. think is so it's so genius that is a standout moment but it's a very short one it's it's such a funny like this man likes his wife it's such a ridiculous clue um but and that that's good and also actually probably my highlight of the show they do this a few times and i know you'll get annoyed with me saying this you say no oh, don't talk about this but um i i absolutely love the way because they've done this before with this song that supersonic sounds when you just hear that first bars of the intro and the just the last bars of the outro it sounds so it sounds so cool and then so they just the best out. part of this episode was hearing a snippet from oasis a snippet when i've got i've, I've got alexa here <laughs> wanting to play me oasis 24 7 um yeah um i'm just looking i mean obviously we're going to go for our favorite quotes um i think carl this isn't doesn't make it that entertaining but i think genuinely this is carl's best rock buster which is gladys Knight. yeah i was about that to say that best yeah. rock buster. let me start you off i there are bits that i can't listen to about this episode like um that you know the the trendy middle class holidays segment yeah where he's talking about no don't don't keep sucking no, um no i'm um, oh, well, no, no, sucking it you're you're a bank manager now. so i'm manager. just going for the taste of it and that and then carl's that carl's sigh where he goes oh no yeah i would i would be carl in that situation because i i can't even listen to that because it's Marge. there's something about audio that's way more visceral yeah. and like I can imagine that more, which is a horrible thing to imagine. <laughs> I, I think, I think that um, actually that's probably my favourite part of the show. Is it really? Um, and 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 I kind of share Miles's kind of um, uh, inhibitions, for want of a better word, that we don't like talking about stuff that's gross in that sense of like bowels sex but it's just it, ricky does it in a funny way and i think just mm, best holiday i've ever had yeah that's my favorite part of the show it's, it's so it's so stupid and it's so ridiculous but i every time i listen to those things i think i just i love it because i think this was 12 p.m midday on a on a local radio station in, <laughs> and he's talking about bank managers sucking off rent boys <laughs> and, and, and tasting it you know it's just so yeah. it's so gross isn't it? um what do you think about I, I think this is like a sort of touchy issue Stephen merchant's frustration with the homeless well i i was going to bring this up because basically i'm just warning you i will be listening to see if you cut any of this out right so i'm going to be diplomatic sure. so i i i think I, you. I think it's fair to say that Miles's views have evolved on the homeless 
and on people who are overweight. So I spent a lot of time in our early years defending homeless people. He wasn't that bad, to be fair, and he, he never attacked one deliberately. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't feel, com- I don't like the fact that Steve's. I mean, I'm very kind of um, uh, supportive of homeless people, and I'm not saying that to be like, oh god, I'm, I'm so good, I'm such a. I ju- but I just, I think it's such a horrible situation. You don't and- spit on them much, do you? I don't spit on them much anymore. No, just um, you relieve myself on them. But um, it, it's it's that thing where Ricky actually Steve can be quite mean, whereas Ricky's mean in a jokey way. But Rick, when it comes to stuff like that, Ricky gets a bit defensive of the defenseless. And we had it last week with Carl's mum. This week with the homeless. Ricky is a bit better in that situation. Whereas, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't feel too comfortable about Steve's. Hatred of the homeless. I don't listen to it and think, God, what an evil man. I just don't listen to it and think, well, I'm being entertained right now. It's just, it's just, it just doesn't do it for me. I think, I think Steve also knows that at the time, what he would have been 29, my sort of age, the time when you do sort of say silly things. I mean, people say silly things, whatever age they are. No, that's true. That that is fair comment. Yeah. And um, but but it's uh, yeah. So whatever. It's it's just funny to think. I, I think there is a reason why like Ricky Gervais doesn't want to like talk about these shows, like the XFM shows. Do you think he would be like? Oh, do you think he'd be sort of took down a peg or two? Like a lot of people with what this is funny as well. A lot of people have watched Afterlife too, right? I I'm not a fan of it as you know, but the, apparently there's a few bits in it where he's like lifted chats from the XFM shows. He's done that throughout his career, hasn't he? Because he, yeah. he definitely uses that in his stand-up. And it's funny that what twenty years, like, still down the line. But to be, to be, I'll just be fair to Ricky. Like, I don't particularly like Afterlife either. I haven't seen any of Afterlife too. Um, to be fair to Ricky, you know, if anyone, if anyone owns that those quotes, which no one really owns them as such, is they're not they're not written works or published works, but. It's kind of him. Like I don't, I don't feel that bad about him taking lines from the show. You know, they are funny situations, and it's kind of no, I don't either. You know, what I, I, I think it. Do you, do you think he'd be like damaged at all if they if these shows ever did get out to a mainstream? No, world? I I think a lot of people would be, but I don't think he would be because I think he's built his career and I think he's done this deliberately because he knows the shows exist to be like always emphasize how it's not your right to be offended by what i'm saying so you you don't have a right to be offended like uh, offense people should take offense too easily and things like that he's always talked about this and i think it's because he knows the shows are out there and if people do hear them i think he's it, it's got so much to the point where i don't think it would affect his career too badly and as i say in the crunch moments in the crunch moments he actually comes out quite well like he I- actually comes out like he hang on, he is like he's disparaging of people don't get me wrong of course he is but in a funny way and I, I i don't like disparaging people but he is funny but he on on the actual serious ones he actually comes out quite well because i've noticed he will defend people that steve or even carl are, are mocking like he will he will kind of try and put the alternative point I don't think he is, comes out that badly, but I don't think he wants them to come out for different reasons. I think he just sees it as beneath him. I think it, I think it's strange because so many people now are being very like, overprotective and over analytical when it comes to their their comedy. They they don't 
they don't just stand by something. Like, I think if you produce something, you should just stand by it. Well, look, I mean, I don't kind of blame Ricky for not... I mean, what, what could he do? Like, put them out on iTunes again? I don't think it's... You know, there's no point in him doing that. To be fair to him, you don't have to always reference work that you did 19 years ago. It's just that... And again, this is speculation on my part. So, you know, I might be wrong, but I just think if someone did bring it up with him, he would he would not discuss it with them. If a fan tried to discuss it with him, if 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 even Steve or Carl wanted to discuss those years with him, I don't think he'd be interested. And that is speculation, to be fair. But at the same time, I don't blame him for not running around publicising him, saying, oh, you know, going on Letterman or Colbert. Yeah and saying oh yeah by the way you know check out these um these shows i did on well, it there's no need as well is there because you're when you've got that that when you're that old not not that he's old like but when you're you've sort of gone through that part of your career why why would you go back like i bet like even kyle gets annoyed that what people like us <laughs> probably still talking about these shows yeah, yeah he'd probably much rather i still podcast about sick of it than <laughs> but, but i i i do i do think that carl and steve are far more likely to like like we talked, obviously, we you know we want to get guests on, but obviously, the the three the holy trinity are Carl, Ricky, and Steve. It's very unlikely we'd ever get any of them. But Ricky, I think we'd never ever get. But Steve and Carl, I think we're more likely to get than than Ricky because I think they would at least be willing to engage with that time. And um, Steve did a little bit in his talk to the Cambridge Union or Oxford Union. I can't remember which one. And um, can you imagine if we were the people that got the trio together again? Well, yeah, you're would we suddenly be revered as gods after that? Um, no, we'd be like, what, Esther Ranson or something that's brought people together again? Or like Scylla Black when she did um, Family. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. I think this is this was basically like surprise, surprise, <laughs> Ricky, Carl and Steve. <laughs> Ricky's behind one door and I go... All right, pets. We got <laughs> one of our dogs. Um, yeah, I think, and this happens to you quite a lot. I think you're getting a bit ahead of yourself. <laughs> uh, uh, Mars, <laughs> this, I am Mars, joking, by the way. Mars just said on air. Mars just speculated on air, just mused as to whether we will ever be revered. <laughs> no, as wait, wait. Just start that sentence off because you go, Mars mused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I could say that, but, um, but yeah. Um, I think um, it's unlikely they'll ever get back together. And to be honest, I don't want to see it because I don't want to see it. Though It would never be the same. Like, even we know that because we don't have to sort of wonder because the podcasts that they did were not as good. And in fact, the podcasts, as they went on, they got worse and the relationships were never the same. Like, that's why this is such a special time on XFM where the relationships are fresh. They're just at that right point. Ricky and Steve have known each other just long enough to do this. Ricky and Steve, Steve and Carl have known, sorry, Ricky and Steve have known Carl just about long enough. Yeah. That sort of, that it's that it's it was like a perfect storm a beautiful perfect storm um and that's why even episodes like this that aren't our favorite i could still listen to this episode and and like i i i enjoyed listening back to it and i enjoy listening to it but it's just not my favorite but all of the episodes episodes i think hold up i like um carl's carl's joke when he says uh talking about getting breasts insured and he said yeah she should get them covered one yeah. of the few times where Carl has made a, a, real, made a real joke. Yeah. 
there's a bit where um the, these are the moments that i like to discuss really on the show at one point ricky is inquisitive as to how many people have listened to the xfm shows and he says what the figures like he says i'll get them for you i'll get them for you keep saying that yeah i i i really like that line i don't know why there's just because i think that line that line's nice to hear because you're you're hearing you're going behind the curtain even more so than usual because you that line tells you that ricky is off air just come come to carl quite a lot and said what Mm. it's like and he hasn't he hasn't given them so i kind of like do you think ricky cared about how many people listen to the show yeah i think you know ricky has an arrogance about him uh, which is is completely legitimate because to be successful you have to have some kind of arrogance but i think he would have liked to but the great thing about ricky was even though he probably wanted more people to listen he wanted as many people to listen as possible and who wouldn't who wouldn't if this was like if you were lucky enough to be given a radio show i like the the thing i've always speculated with rick is like how the did he get that job in the first place well yeah i think it was kind of just um you know because he'd been in shauna dancing and that he just got a chant like uh somewhere i don't know but um my my point was that ricky ricky oh yeah so ricky ricky's my point was that ricky's great uh kind of mocking himself like so he's brilliant at mocking the figures like read it out and about 400 people know what sin is and loads he talks like he he disparages the figures all the time but i think deep down he he did want people to listen yeah because you know he was he's uh he's got an arrogance about him that that is that is kind of warranted um i've actually done a feature bloody hell I've done a feature. This is my first feature. Should we we do a jingle for it? Or Gary's features. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So basically, and it's not, it's not much actually. I just wanted to get your reaction to these. Let's read out those lines that you've copied and pasted from Google. Well, yeah, I am. I'm going to read out the lines I've copied and pasted from Google in a minute. But um, Steve says at at one point, um, speculate, was it you, Carl, who said that, sponges grow in the sea how deep would it be if they didn't and ricky says no it's steve wright who deliberately says ridiculous things for a living i wasn't that aware of steve wright i've heard of him but um i was only I... aware of stephen wright the uh serial killer from ipswich one of our few boasts of uh the ipswich county yeah killed five prostitutes moving on um, yeah so i i went on to top stephen wright jokes and i thought i'd read something now i'm gonna no, I, I don't know what it was, but I'm going to I'm going to um, read them out in the voice that Ricky does. So I'm I'm doing the impersonation of Ricky doing an impersonation of Stephen Wright. Now, I, I'm going to say to you now, these are hit and miss. So some are good, some are, some are, just, are weird. But anyway, so I'm going to start. It's a small world, but I wouldn't want to paint it. <laughs> what <laughs> uh, okay here's another one i almost broke both my arms trying to hold or open a revolving door for a woman <laughs> um <laughs> i thought you woke up this morning and folded my bed back into a couch almost broke both my arms because it's not that kind of bed <laughs> these aren't jokes they're no, like they're just it. situations um uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, a, I'm gonna get a tattoo over my whole body of me, but taller. <laughs> it's just so hard. Um, okay, th- this is, this is a good one. I like this one. This is good as an actual joke. 
um, I've been getting into astronomy, so I installed a skylight. The people who live above me are furious. Uh, that's good. That's the only one I like. It's the one you didn't like. Um, why is it that a penny for your thoughts, but you have to put your two cents in? Somebody's <laughs> making a penny. I hate jokes that use um um like sayings and phrases like that. Um, I'm writing a book. I have the page numbers done. Now I just have to fill in the rest. <laughs> is he just, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, if you it's, look, it's, it's definitely an angle to be for a comedian, isn't it? Okay, this is good. I went, I went to a place to eat. It said breakfast at any time. So I ordered French toast during the Renaissance. Fucking <laughs> hell. That's almost as bad as your, um, when Gary did stand up. <laughs> no, don't, hang on. My stand up was good. No, no, your stand up. Talk about that woman. Oh, the, the guy, the guy, yeah, the guy. Um, no, these, these are much better. That That's just offensive. I won't go into it, but he just, no. I, someone out there made a, a joke that was so bad and, and it was quite offensive as well. Um <laughs> <laughs> I quite enjoyed that though. Right, I got, I got, a few, I got a couple. Have more. you got any more? <laughs> um, I, I was, I was cesarean born. Can't really tell. Although whenever I leave a house, I go through the window. <laughs> just... I don't understand that one. Because he's cesarean born, so he oh, goes... right, yeah, 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 different entrance, yeah. Um, this is a good one, but you have to think about it. But this is probably the best one. I went to a tourist information booth and said, "Tell me about some people who were here last year." That's actually a good one. That's why you didn't get it because Mars doesn't get good jokes. But um, no, I, I like the blandness of the other ones. I would if, no, if I saw that live, yeah, I would laugh. But that that that's that's funny because it's like tourist information, as in not information about tourists rather than to, anyway. Yeah, I, just, I understand that, it. So that that it. was so. Do the jingle again because it's to oh the end. Gary's features. Right, I'm going to literally discard that now, so it'll never be saved again. <laughs> Can I? But we will have a break. There's just one thing I want to talk to you about before we get to the quotes. Yeah. Is that Carl's uh, thoughts on Shark Mondays? Yeah, that is true. They the do. dangers of yeah, and this is the thing, right? Carl does come out with some absolute trite, but often. And I think this is part of the reason why Carl loves him. To use a horrible phrase, you know, he says what he thinks. And and quite often he says things that we all agree with, but we don't think about. Like that was that genuinely was a thought that I had at the same time when I heard that. I was like, yeah, we are. It's, he's talking about overfishing. Like mm-hmm. you've took that fish out of the sea and it looks good, but who's going to buy it? Which is true, isn't it? Well, weird and odd people do buy sharks and shark fins and all this ridiculous stuff. So there is a market for it. And I'm saying about the Chinese when, when they in Selfridges they, did um, they they put them in, you know, big case. It's not so much so people bought it. It was a, an attraction. It was something that you would deliberately go and see. And I agree. It's kind of not. It's not. So you'd see that and then go and shop around the rest of the store. But it's not it's not really ethical well, would you go what well, you would go to selfridges if if they had a big shark as an attraction Mate, i would go to selfridges even if it's closed and go selfridges and... so you no, can do jokes i um i have never been to selfridges and no i wouldn't go and see a shark sitting in i'm just saying what they did it for yeah I did it for that so let's have a break now all right uh we'll see you in, again soon in a bit what <laughs> Oh, for God's sake, <laughs> rubbish, pathetic. Long, 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 long
I've been listening to. I've got a bit of like a radio regime in my head. I, I, as a given rule, I only ever list and watch programs and and film at the weekend. During the week, as a rule, I like to just listen to radio, so I'll catch up on politics in the morning, and then I'll listen to a bit of meditation music, maybe a bit of classical, right, to get me going in the morning, right, just to chill out, you know, zone out when I'm doing my morning emails. Then, so, as- so, could I just say this really sounds like. Um, like something you'd write on a dating profile, like yeah, like to catch up on the politics in the morning, just have a chill out with a bit of classical music, look sophisticated, you look interested in politics. It really sounds that's, like something you're. It, it sounded a bit like Train Guy from Bob Mortimer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. It sounds like you're trying, trying to snare a woman. I would not try to ensnare. I know you won't. I know you won't. But. Um, so no, but in the in the eve in the afternoons, I'll listen to a bit of history because I'm I'm into my garage music, as you know, Gary, a bit garage. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and not stop going on about garage. <laughs> garage music. Garage. And um, they do this daily competition where you can win like 10k, right? Or six, it might even be 60k, and you have to you have to um send a message, just a text win to whatever six four seven eight one whatever. I've now done that three times and it costs six quid. It's now cost me six quid. Oh, bloody hell. Do you, know Just... what? Do, you know, do you know what? We should do that. We should set up a like a phone line. <laughs> and we should say, you know, we just win. I don't know what you'd win, but it costs £12 to enter plus, <laughs> plus postage and packing. <laughs> I know. It's funny. You know, I, it's funny because when on TalkSport do competitions like that, um, my dad and I um, used to listen to TalkSport a lot. Um, there was, a, there was a, a, a period where they were giving away a TV each day. And I promise you, out of the five days they gave away a TV, and you just had to text in similar thing, win or whatever, uh, he won one, he t- and then his his son-in-law won one. I won one the next day, and they only gave away one a day. And then I think my my his his daughter-in-law, my my stepsister, won one. So four out of five days, we won the. What did they win? Smeg fridges? What? No, t- a TV. Uh, it's an LG. Really? It's all right. Yeah, it's like. I think I think so that's what was win. going on in the back of my mind when every time. I, I know they won. I knew they won something. I was thinking, oh, I could be the winner of of that competition because someone's got to win it, haven't they? I know, but what? it's dodgy to you know. In, I know I said I did it with the TV, but you, they're they're like lotteries, mate. You don't play the lottery, do you? I play the lottery, but you don't you don't kind of gamble in that way. So I'm surprised that you entered that that competition. Yeah, but that's it. But the, what was going through my head was I was just thinking I couldn't retire on that. But I could have a good. Well, have a blood good meal on. Hey, <laughs> I'd, I'd retire on it, as you know. I'd <laughs> bloody good meal. Okay, so anyway, Mars there has given me some tips for my dating profile, and thanks for that, Mars. So I have classical in the morning and jazz at night. <laughs> James Whale through the have night. Have you got Have you got a little routine though now for your like quarantine? Well, I I tend to watch videos that have been posted on YouTube about things that I'm interested in, like uh, what terrorism and. Well, um, no, no, what? <laughs> Sorry, um, no, uh, the chess and uh, snooker. Yeah, and That's all right. and and um, it's a bit of politics, you know. I don't want to sound like how you sounded before, like oh, I listen to ch- I do I do chess, <laughs> and I do politics, I do I'm the perfect human, I'm the perfect partner. <laughs> 
care care someone <laughs> but that that's my routine but uh, so i don't kind of have one but anyway let's get back to the show now and i think what we're going to do we're going to do our favorite quotes um so at number i didn't get 10 i got nine Oh, no, no, we do, just do five. Cut it down. Five each. That's that's enough. Okay, so, too many. Okay, so I've done five. <laughs> um, you should have done ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and number five, I've got, shall we play a record? Shall we play a record and do Wash Up With You? That's after um Ricky's sort of, he's been quite patronising with Carl and he goes, you'd be an intellectual, really, if you just stored your brain with, like, useful information. It's just that it's all rubbish. Yeah, I, I like that quote from Ricky because I think that's kind of a bit true. Like, Carl is a, a genius in some ways. He just likes we- weird and... I found it just patronising, though, more than anything. It is, it is patronising. And you said that Carl's done an interview where he said he did feel patronised at times during the shows, and that was probably one of them. Um, she uses both She uses both the words twaddle and crap. <laughs> yeah. um and number four um so yeah there was this parrot and that's just after they've said something ridiculous i can't remember what oh see yeah it's because yeah just out of nowhere goes yeah so there was this parrot yes (laughs) um i i like i like tattoos tattoos that was in there very mox ricky i want some my ex my ex i i had a go at her because she went traveling and she had one of those pretentious uh, traveling quotes across her back in like some in Byron. no it was in like um some aboriginal like um aboriginal <laughs> aboriginal <laughs> aboriginal like uh yeah it was some language that you know he could say anything and i actually said i'd pay to have a room <laughs> yeah judging on what i know she was like i'm i'm i'm, I'm pleased you came out of that one alive mate because <laughs> Um, so I, I, I loved it. Actually, this is probably my favourite little bit of the show is, do you know who I am? Explain who I am. Yeah. <laughs> I love, explain who I am. Like, that's just Ricky projecting this over, uh, like, overblown arrogance, but it's very, very funny in, in those days. He's just perfect at doing it. Yeah. Uh, number three, I've got Memblant. What does that mem- mean? Mem- whatever, mem- you, whatever you want it to mean. <laughs> mem. But it's just the way Memblant. Memblant, yeah, that's funny. Um, and why has your dad got a tattoo, dopey, dopey twat, twat on his arm? That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's a good line from Ricky. Um, at number two, I've got a dodgy butcher. That's another phrase. But yes, how is the, the best part of that is just how Carl's kind of you can imagine this being like some sort of Mexican standoff in the studio where Carl knows exactly where they're thinking, and he just goes, "Yep." Yeah, yeah. yeah like, he, just, he he knows exactly where this is going. <laughs> he yeah, says, yeah. As his meat delivered around the back. And what's yeah. that? And what's that? What's that mean, Ricky? Is that for? Yeah. And, and Steve, back... Steve, it's always the way Ricky says something a bit dodgy. Carl's like, oh no, no, no. And then, but Steve eggs Ricky on to try and say. Yeah. But it's not funny because then Ricky, they, then they'll have a go at Ricky for because Ricky is the biggest stirrer. In... Yeah. Actually, I've got a point about that. I've I forgot to get to this in the main show. It's kind of related to what we're talking about now, so I'm going to make it. But there's a there's a few examples where Steve gangs up on Carl with Ricky, and like he pretends to know. And there's a great example of it in this, and it's not a very nice, but it's where Carl says they can't haven't worked out how 
flies fly. Yeah. And Ricky says, no, it's a bee. And immediately Steve says, it's a bee, not a fly. I'm absolutely sure. He didn't know Steve, that, yeah. No, he did not have any knowledge of yep. it. I've heard it's a fly and a bee, so it's ambiguous anyway, so it's unlikely you'd have heard it's definitely a bee, because I think Ricky's a bit wrong there. But Steve, that is... It, I'd, I'd like people to email in. Do you think that Steve... I think Steve was just straight... It's the first thing he said, it's a bee, not a fly. No, it's a bee, not a fly. Like It's a classic example of Steve pretending he knows something Ricky knows to kind of... To kind of increase his intelligence is shown mm-hmm. and also gang up on cop now by the way i love steve merchant he's funny he's great he's brilliant in this show he's brilliant in all the shows and i love his work in general but i that is just something i've noticed in the show he does he's a bit like a school gut bully you know someone who hangs around with the bully and he's like oh the bully hits us uh, the bully sort of insults someone and the the other person stands behind the bully and goes yeah 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 you know that's, like do you know the that's exactly what um bill bailey says in his stand-up tour part troll which i used to watch like on repeat when i was growing up and he says that in relation to Britain's relation, um, UK's relationship with America, like he's talking about the special relationship that they share together. And he says like Britain is literally like um, the person, like the, the person that stands behind America is the bully and just goes, yeah, yeah, that's kind. But that's what Steve's doing. Yeah, so it's like us standing behind Erin's back, going, <laughs> yeah. And Erin, Erin is the antagonist because I know Erin is violent. I've heard that Erin can get violent. <laughs> no, I'm of course joking. Erin is. Uh, I, we'll we'll be coming to um, your your feedback, Erin, in a moment. But yeah, and then I'll let's move on um, to my next quote. Actually, this is my last one. Um, can that happen? I love Steve. That's a great. Yeah. I've just said something bad about Steve, but he's that's great. Can that happen? Like, can, <laughs> yeah, um, can you get a taste for it. My favourite quote, uh, I, not even my favourite, but just one that makes me laugh a lot every time. I uh, goes, yeah, yeah, 17's good, yeah. yeah. When they're talking, Steve, t- yeah. Carl just goes, 17th century, and he just goes, yeah. Yeah, 17th's <laughs> yeah. good, whatever. Any kind of, um, every time the Carl gets the date wrong, Ricky always, he always does that classic, yeah. Yeah. So, that, yeah, go on. No, that will always that I just always love that. It's a good quote, and I think um, one thing just doing that section shows is, and I said this before, but like um, Mark Commodes has a rule: six laughs in a comedy, and it's a good comedy. We, I think, it's fair to say this isn't our favourite of the Ricky Gervais shows that we've reviewed so far, but it's got a lot of good good quotes in it. They're not the best, but they're good quote, and they're good like sort of laughs. So. Um, but I'd be interested to hear in general other people's opinions um, about this particular show and we'll read them out next week. And that brings us neatly on. To, we definitely need to get a jingle for this. I, do you know what? I was going to say exactly the same thing to you, but then I'll have to make them. Well, yeah, because I can't be bothered. But that's the problem, isn't it? No, of course we'll do it together. <laughs> of course. Of course I'll have it. Oh, you, like, don't pretend you, you're a workhorse. And actually, Miles does edit all the shows. But I will just say, Miles wants to edit all the shows. And I, I've got a lot of things. I've got a lot of things on. So Miles is, <laughs> and Miles, and Miles is very good at it. Whereas I, I'm not. I haven't edited much. So Have you, have you heard them? <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, what, what, what are we doing? Is this a, Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're now going to come on to XFM in the community. Um, now we had Mars. What? Because you've got this email from uh, this. Actually, is 
a very nice email from Sam Locke. Sam Locke. Okay, so yeah, Sam. Sam says I love the podcasts. Um, it's great. It's really great in general to hear people talk about the shows uh, in depths. None, none of my pals are into the shows at all, let alone as much as I am. And there are so many moments I want to discuss with people that can be that can be interpreted many different ways. Can I just stop you there? Actually, that that one sentence like almost sums up the this entire show because him, him saying none of my friends are really into the show but i really am that is that is us too now we we've just been very lucky that we happen to know each other and be a fan of the shows but we 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 the reason we're doing this show is because so many people love it but they don't have other people to talk about it with like if if everyone in the country has heard of the show and like people talked about it all the time we probably wouldn't be doing this show but because most people they love the shows, but it's very hard to get someone else in because it takes a long time to build it. To yeah, that's true. Build into it. So that that's a lovely comment from Sam. Can you imagine as well, like you have to listen to so many shows to get into the, the sort of mythos. And, yeah. uh, it's very and hard sort of... Oh, yeah, just check check one out, you know. And if you, oh, if you quote something in front of someone and they say, where's that from? And the, you, you have to explain. And there's no way they're ever going to... never explain 50 50 shows so sam that's that's lovely to say that to say that none of my pals are into the shows at all let alone as much as i am and there are so many moments i want to discuss with people that can be interpreted so many different ways so yeah that that sam that's lovely well that is that's kind of why we're doing the show so thank you for that he also said um i really enjoy the depth gary goes into when analyzing the dynamic of the shows and when you really get into the psychology of them and i think uh that that kind of it's true, isn't it? There's so much to deconstruct. All of these people with their little um, sort of theories and, and their sort of uh, ideas about the show. And it's funny that we're still talking about it 20 years on. But it's yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's obviously reflective of um, the, the, the power of them. Uh, he's looking forward to us discussing Ricky's birthday and Steve not being invited. Uh, Carl's encounter with Robin. Oh, yeah. Uh, and actually, he, you, yeah, Sam, because I've read the email, but I haven't got it in front of me. But you make some very good points about them. We won't go into them today, but you when, trust me, when, when those episodes come up, we will read out your feedback on that. We'll save this because, um, yeah, you make very good points about them. And kind of, again, you're getting into the psychology of it, which I like. And thank you for your comment about, about me and the show in general. Gary, have you got one there you'd like to read out? Oh no! I just want to say about Sam. So that, that actually that was a personal email, wasn't it? Like it wasn't oh. even a even. And you, you can you can email why, us. Why, why, why haven't yeah? Why aren't more people emailing? I want an email from everyone. I want to. Well, I'm still waiting for my personal letter through the post from FLJS. <laughs> Probably with anthrax in it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um yeah no no uh, in all seriousness however you communicate with us is very nice but sam sam emailed you don't have to email of course um now i've erin um who's a long time listener it's fair to say <laughs> at least four shows but um she said so i haven't listened to your podcast for episode 14 yet i'm about to but i thought i'd uh, it would be fun before i do send my favorite quotes to see if any of mine match up with yours now what's interesting Aaron. and so, some of her, I'll just quickly go through some of us. Oh, he sounds a bit of a looker. Um, in fact, if you are a bloke, he's calling you a girl. That's all right. They recommend that anyway. Now, these <laughs> yeah. these are all brilliant quotes. 
it's amazing how many times Miles and I do our favourite quotes and there is no overlap. There was some overlap last week, but yeah. we, we have such similar thoughts about the shows, yet we still take different things from it. And it's interesting that um, people listening take different things from it. So we, we take a lot of the same things, but we also take different things. Um, so thanks so much. I love Pink Floyd, except the music again. But the music. Um, and she also said... Hope you guys are holding up okay. I'm missing being around people, but seeing a new episode of your podcast is posted brings a smile to my face. Thank you, Aaron. And again, Mars said this to me off air about Sam's email, and I agreed with him. It makes the show worthwhile hearing stuff like that, and also about your your message, Aaron. It makes the show worthwhile. So thank you, because I, I honestly I've never put a smile on anyone's face. That's true. Even, even my mum or my dad. You've never put a smile on your own face. I've, I've put this, uh, just every, everyone around me scowls. <laughs> That's like Carl, isn't it? He says, uh, he, he came out of the womb uh, frowning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Thank you, Aaron. Last week we talked about uh, times when you've been caught out laughing at the shows. Mr. Pilkington's been in touch. He says, my wife was telling me about her cousin who was taken to the hospital and I was listening to Carl brutally insulting Steve about his looks. I just laughed out loud when he was talking about going on holiday and people looking at him when he was walking around with Steve. (laughs) (laughs) He's saying like his wife's cousin was taken to hospital and he was was laughing. That's brilliant. That's, that's, that's genius. <laughs> that is not a situation you want to be in. Simon Colnut said, um, not in public, but used to stay in every Saturday when they were first on XFM and just cried with laughter to the amusement of my girlfriend. First things of Carl that really cracked me up was him describing colonic irrigation as coming out of him like the generation game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. People have obviously taken to this particular thing we asked of we've had more feedback about this i think than probably most things that we put out there so the times you've inappropriately laughed at people are obviously um people are loving that gary's just gone off for a little walk um i'm back, I'm back mate and now he's back again <laughs> where did you go in your small uh, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll find out in a minute <laughs> okay anyway yeah um, so this is this one from more feedback from the show this is from tao uh, a new listener hi guys just wanted to say that i love the podcast Thank you. Uh, you're you're really funny and can't wait for the next episode. I was wondering, do you reference the XFM episode slash The Office uh, only between you two or also with family, colleagues or other friends? I ask my my partner more than once, can you believe it, but never get the laugh I go for? Much love from the Netherlands. Great question. Actually, like I um, I used to quote The Office more than I quoted the show. And but I, I often I got into a habit like I could not stop myself from saying in a way, right, that real Brent in a way. And like I used to say it to people, it's kind of you say, it's funny to me, but it's obviously not it funny to someone just hearing it in a way. But there's one person at work who kind of said, why do you keep saying that David Brent line? And he, he knew. Oh, really? of it. And it, so he, he it, it became our little thing. Like I kept saying it to him. But it, that re- I realized then how much I quote the office and yeah i do quote the show to people i think there's a huge generation of people that did do that though and continue to i i don't I, look put it this way there's far more people who quote the office than quote the ricky gervais show on xfm because the office is far more widely seen than than known about but um 
yeah i just love brentisms and kind of brent but they're kind of there's crossover ones from the office and from the xfm show you know it's kind of it's just ricky so yeah i definitely do do that but usually to only to the amusement of myself as as uh who was that listener tau tau as tau said so yeah good question uh, this is from Adam Ratcliffe uh, talking about times when you've been uh, just 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 stories about the show in general. I was at the Spy Museum in Washington, D.C., and there was an exhibit on the World War Two with soldier sending codes. The audio clips were playing and I heard John's ha- John has a moustache come from the speaker and was so proud of the Pilkmeister. He really? knows his history in that. Yeah, that's so I've always wondered. I've looked it up online and there's kind of some websites say, yeah, it's a bit of a fanciful tale. It didn't really happen. Some say it did. But I've always. So really, he went to the what the which Washington D.C. Museum and they actually said the spy museum, it's called. That's so interesting. Well, uh, great information. Thank you. Uh, and now to wrap up, right, um, before we get on to the, the D Trout Spinners Library, which I know Gary always remembers. I love um, that. That's why I just popped over <laughs> to get my iPod. So I <laughs> uh, this is from Yosef. Uh, Yosef, big fan of the show. Uh, always um, yeah, gives Yosef's us. Great, great, um, great commenter. Uh, so bear with me. I'm going to read this out word for word. Okay. Reading. Yeah. Yes, I will. <laughs> hello boys another very enjoyable episode just picking up on something gary says about ricky defending carl's mum after an appalling effort at rockbusters although they're from different parts of the country and separated by a decade of age i've always thought gervais has more in common in his formative cultural background with carl than with steve despite the fact that he constantly takes the piss out of carl's insane stories about his past Steve definitely strikes me as more middle class, whereas Carl and Ricky both clearly have working class roots. Whenever Carl talks about his parents not having any money and his dad having loads of different jobs, Ricky seems more familiar and sympathetic to these concepts than Steve. Ricky talks elsewhere about his parents being poor and his mum ordering things for Christmas through catalogues and paying for it for the rest of the year. They also share the touching fate of both being accidents born years after their siblings. I just wonder if I'm defending Carl's mum here is born out of not wanting to protect, as you say, Gary, another working class housewife who reminds him of his own mum. It's pretty speculative, but for some reasons I've had this theory for years. Steve feels more like a university friend that Gervais met and latches onto when he's been through higher education and left the, his working class roots behind. Anyway, apologies if I'm in danger of becoming some kind of hybrid version of Johnny Mango and Dickie Anders on your podcast. No, we want a Dickie Anders. In <laughs> fact, Dickie Anders hasn't emailed us since we interviewed him. But no, um, <laughs> Yusuf, that's again, and I, you know, you always have really interesting contributions. So I really appreciate that. And um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. There is that episode where I, I totally agree with you that Ricky and Carl are far more working class than Steve, who probably is middle class. And even Steve says that line, you know, I can imagine both your kitchens smell of chip fat, yeah. of chip fat. And that kind of, yeah, that highlights it. I'm sure there's something of that behind Ricky's um, desire to protect Carl's mum. He probably wouldn't. Yeah. Would he have done it if it was Steve's mum? Maybe, maybe not. But um, that's definitely a good point. They're kind of there's more in common, Ricky and Carl. They were brought up poor 
And that's I'd never considered that they were both, um, you know, let's say accidents who'd happened way after their brothers and sisters, which is true. Um, so they probably, yeah, they kind of shared an upbringing because Ricky obviously is incredibly wealthy now, but even up to the point where he was living with his his girlfriend, Jane, in London, they were like so poor that they they couldn't have curtains or something. So he cut, he made curtains out, like he couldn't even afford curtains. And no, he, he was making curtains. a suit out of his curtains. Making a suit out of his curtains, that's it. He couldn't afford a suit. So, you know, he's done really well for himself. But yeah, he's absolutely working class. Good, I... I really um appreciate all your contributions yusuf and, think, again, um, and, again, and again and again this week it's very interesting as well thank you um so do if you want to be involved with our xfm in the community you know the way to do it you tweet us i was about to say you trout us <laughs> you tw- you tweet us at trout underscore d the best twitter when we, when uh, we take over the world and the, the, the <laughs> a, a website called trout which is basically the next twitter run by us then then we'll have then we'll have at least 40 <laughs> or do uh or do two talk to me on uh duchess underscore panel or on instagram um this is almost this is almost it for uh, another episode of the d trout spinners but before before we go before we disappear forever for another week before gary goes off and has a nap um I thought we could do a bit of our our regular feature, which is um, the D Trout Spinners Library. Basically, each week, uh, Gary and I select a song each and we put it into our Spotify playlist. uh, And you can listen to that. Um, There'll be a link in the description. Gary, what have you chosen this week? Um, So I've chosen a song that's very, very close to my heart. And no, it's not really. I just look through my... But actually, this is a song I really like. I used to play this when we did the radio show. And it's it's very underrated. It's You Can't Hurry Love by The Supremes. Ah, I love that song. Great song. Do, 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 do. It's got the one of the best intros. It's a a good one to get up and dance to on this uh, Friday afternoon. Yeah, and literally by coincidence, it just happened to be the first song that came up when I was looking. So the lot of thought went. But um, yeah, you're like Ricky turning up to the studio with three yeah. CDs, aren't you? Bought these CDs last week. <laughs> what was your song, mate? So okay, I don't know why, but I, I've been listening to a lot of like sort of dance and sort of trance music. I'm a big actually. I'm actually a big fan of like um 90s trance music. Um. Well, I'm a fan of 90s music, full stop. But anyway, this one is uh, Born Slippy um, by Underworld. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of probably... I, I remember listening to this song when I was uh, when I turned 18 and a big party. And that was... We, we got a DJ and everything. But this was the one song that I said, you have to play it. You have to play this song because it's probably the most meaningful. And it was my... F- and, it's, and it's from the Trains, Trains which is yeah. from one of my favorite films um but trains the whole train spot soundtrack is is amazing anyway very good so yeah those two will be uh in the d trout spinners library do continue to follow and like us on uh spotify apple podcasts yeah, please do we'll, we'll send you money <laughs> not, that is not a legal guarantee but we, we Gary, you, send, send, you we, said that. we might send you money <laughs> no we won't we i, I haven't Can got it send me money <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna for your laptop that you bought. Anyway, that's a, that's a whole different story. But thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. See you later.